What's up, you crazy cats? This is your new best friend, Ben Tucker, saying hello. This week, we have a more relaxed fit episode going into the nitty-gritty of my time on Wheel of Fortune, going into some extravagant detail. But if you're looking for a little more pep in your step, consider subscribing to Fourth Times the Charm. We talk all about niche genres, weird obscure horror movies, bizarre music albums, the best and worst of pro wrestling, and other activities you've probably never heard of. There's even a good chance you'll like some of them. We've recently discussed the long-forgotten VHS slasher classic The Granny, had a two-part episode of our top, mostly, indie metal albums of the year, and we even throw in some Bray Wyatt lore and world geography lessons when the occasion calls for it. New episodes come the same time every Thursday, so hop aboard, give us a shot, and who knows? Maybe for you, the fourth times the charm. Ba-da-da-da. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niche is neat. Alongside your director, Matt, I am your producer, Ben. Woo! You may have seen me on the likes of foxnews.com, <laughs> on Parade, on Yahoo, a bunch of other different websites. Uh, I am the focal point of controversy, apparently, yes, in you the are. Wheel of Fortune community. Because last Thursday, my episode of Wheel of Fortune aired. Uh, I had a hoot and a half uh, being there on the show. Had a lot of fun. Came away with over $18,000. And uh, part of that is a fully paid for honeymoon. Thank God. That's that's the greatest gift of the whole experience. Outside of the viewership experience. Well, yeah, especially because it's not taxed, unlike the, the monetary winnings. That's actually, that's big, big bucks to America for that one. Yeah. So there's a lot to talk about here today. Um, I've heard from a ton of people, a bunch of people I know, even more people that I do not know. Uh, The vast majority of it's been pretty positive, actually. So I'm thankful to all of you guys for that. Uh, Shout outs to the Wheel of Fortune community on Instagram. Y'all are super cool. Uh, Also, mega shouts out. To the people I reached out to personally on the Wheel of Fortune subreddit. Yes. You guys are super chill. And so since I was already going to talk about my experience on Wheel of Fortune. I saw some people had already posted on it. Uh, I wanted to reach out and see if anybody had any, any questions for me. So on today's episode I'm going to talk about the whole Wheel of Fortune experience. Don't think I'm breaking any rules at this point because the whole thing's nope. aired. And it's all I'm out also there. They taking can't get us now. Yeah, I'm also taking questions from the Wheel of Fortune subreddit. Yep, so this is kind of like an inf- like an informal AMA in a sense, where you're just going to kind of dive deeper into the questions that people have. Yeah, talk I try about to answer experience. like the basic ones, but here I'm trying to go a little more in depth. Uh, so first off, we are, this is our 86th episode Woo! of Fourth Time's the Charm, but I'm imagining there's some people who don't know too much about me. Other than like a quick or, or uh, 20 second <laughs> heavily workshopped Wheel of Fortune intro. Matt, we're getting to you. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying the Wheel of Fortune intro. I don't, I don't know. It felt like Pat Sajak was a little like confused <laughs> by what he was reading. I don't think he was ready for the magnitude that, that was Ben. My name is Ben. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. I you? live out in Los Angeles. Boo. Uh, I love pro wrestling. Yeah, I love old school video games. Ooh. I love uh, theme park history. 
and trivia. I'm a real like trivia guy, but like on nothing useful. Hey, you know? hey, you knew words. That's right. Yeah, I knew enough. I knew enough. But uh, yeah, so I'm married. I live out here recently. Um, and I, I was ready to have a good time. And a good time was had. Now, my best friend is hey. the man on the other end of the line. You don't tell me Director Matt. Matt, tell us something about yourself. Well, I'm I'm Matt. I'm our I'm our, our the other co-host on the podcast. Uh, I'm a I'm I'm from Chicago. I'm also married, so you know we got our <laughs> together on this podcast. Um, I've never been on television, uh, but I've I've performed at a Renaissance fair and I've had a, a good time in life. I, I bring a lot of the music and movies and uh, really basic kind of nerdy level art stuff. Like I love to read books. I love stories. I love music. I love the deep, dark niche underground of some kind of ex- of like really heavy music and film. Uh, trying to find artists out there who don't reach a big crowd. Try to find artists who make really interesting things and share their stuff. At the end of today's episode, I'll give a brief um review of a recent show i attended in the city of chicago because i love to talk about and support the underground art and then this show has primarily been very underground in regards to a lot of the stuff we cover and it made me so excited that by happenstance and through the most uh invigorating part of ben's personality wrestling <laughs> we ended up with our amazing my 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 best friend my best man on wheel of fortune and now now i i personally and i think this is relevant out there to all the wheel of fortune fans i was remember growing up watching wheel of fortune with my parents almost every day of the week we would uh we would we would put dinner in the oven or get ready to go out to dinner and we'd always proceed it by watching wheel of fortune um I am probably the worst possible person in the world to play <laughs> Wheel of Fortune because I'm super dyslexic. Um, but I grew up loving the show anyway because I think words are cool. And 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 before we even get into the full narrative, I, I'm going to say this. And if you're here because you watched Ben's episode and you thought it was awesome or you're checking out the podcast for the very first time, um, I've always thought some of the categories on Wheel of Fortune were a little unfair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big point of controversy, right? Yeah, there's article. My my grandmother called me about it. Yeah, so we're going to tackle that as we go on. I'm going to try and make this like a beginning to end um just so everything is kept as you know, pretty neat and niche as neat possible. Neat and orderly as possible. Uh and if there's any questions I missed, I'll check them over and I'll tackle them. Yeah, and please, and if you uh, if you want to reach out to either of us, you can reach us on Instagram at uh, I'm at Doctor Gore Wizard, Ben's at Smash Enigma, or we collectively are at Fourth Times the Charm official. Uh, you can reach out to us, ask us questions, comment, post, and uh, share our stuff. We'd really appreciate it, and we'll yep. be there to engage with you, whether you reach out to us on our personal socials or on the podcast socials. Also, I have a Twitter at B Tucker Torch. Or we talk about a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, if you probably uh, couldn't guess, uh, I was I was recently on uh, Wrestling Night in America with yeah. Greg Parks the past two weeks, where Shout I talked out. about all things the Royal Rumble, great cryptids great, great in the Royal Rumble. You know, okay. or maybe well, not. Maybe not. <laughs> we're not getting into that right now. We're not talking about cryptids aren't real, but cryptids. Whoa, okay, hold in, on. In pro wrestling. <laughs> 
You know, All right. th- this is a story for another time. Another ben, time. Ben's gonna trigger me. You can tell. You can tell <laughs> that normally on this podcast, Ben and I usually have like a specific sub subject we're covering, and we don't usually promote ourselves because when we do, we almost have an argument about cryptids. I I'm right. just upset that the not only of the assertion of the cryptid you're speaking about, which we will not go <laughs> further into, but the fact that you you don't think cryptids are real, like. That's moving on. Wow. Moving on. Tabled discussion tabled. Your pet sage. Uh, we are going to start at the beginning. And where does the beginning start? The beginning starts with pro wrestling. Uh, so I've had a number of people ask me how you got in the show because, you know, I've been a fan of wheel like the rest of the country is um, yeah, throughout ben, my life ben, off and on. I was, and one, one of the many things Ben's and I connected over was our, our, our familiar history of watching wheel of fortune as kids. <laughs> and, uh, what happened was I was looking on Facebook and I saw an ad for WWE Week on Wheel of Fortune, uh, which were episodes that were going to air the week of WrestleMania uh, here in 2023, which is going to be uh, in Los Angeles. So, you know, gotta love that corporate synergy, right? Damn, Ben's neck and so of the woods. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, well... If not now, when? Right? It sort yeah. of just felt right. Well, and you, I remember you sending it to me, and like the, the, <laughs> yeah. my only response was, yes, you must. Well, and, and, and to my view, the only way Ben was ever going to win at Wheel of Fortune was by being on a WWE-themed episode. Yeah, so for context, like, you know, I say I watch a lot of wrestling. I like wrestling. I've been to, like, 40 WWE pay-per-views in a row at times. I've no, ben, ben is been gone like every other weekend. Like it's, it's a psycho amount of live pro wrestling I've gone to. I go to a lot of independent companies out here in Los Angeles nowadays as well. Uh, support indie wrestling. They, re- those wrestlers do not make enough money to live. And so every time you buy a shirt it helps them out a lot. Um, and, I mean, and so I, I see this indie music and I'm like, wow, I guess why not, right? Because they say if you're a WWE super fan. Yep, that's Ben. Sign up. Well, okay. So I send them in like a 60-second video, which was the max length. I'm like, hey, I should be on this. So I send it in. And about less than a week later, I believe, they asked me to come in to do an uh interview over zoom ends up being like a quick five minute interview was it just, it was just a screener interview right like like it's basically, basically like let's make you're sure you're not a psycho yeah exactly and you were like able to have like a conversation exactly yeah and so they asked me like you know who my favorite wrestler was like what will your wrestling name be you know like oh wait wait, wait, wait. what was what would your wrestling name be what did you give which which uh, of the many I, wrestlers so, we developed so together? I, I I've gone through a few actually because I feel like I've been asked this a few times. Well, we developed them. whole characters in, in the in the laundry room out of our dorm room. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not Angel. It's not oh. Angel. No, but I have developed what I think is the perfect uh, pro wrestling character. Okay. His name is Pat So Jacked. Oh no. And his finishing move is the wheel of misfortune. And you like spin him around in a circle. That's hyper relevant for this episode. And I right? love it. I, that's good. That's uh, that, that's peak. I, I would watch platinum. that on super wrestling. 
So the the call in its entirety lasts about five minutes. So like three minutes in, they're already telling me I've like moved on to the next round. They're giving me instructions. I get a new email and they give me like two or three times to audition. And so I chose like a Monday towards the end of the day. And it's a Zoom call with one of the casting people from the show. And then... I believe it was three other people. There were three women who were also on there with me. We went through, they, they have like, like a tape that they play of various toss up puzzles. And so you guys, so we all do the toss ups and we just have to like hold our thumb up to did like you, simulate having the button. And they're just did you, watching. Did you crush? It's a little ratchet. Eh, I got like, I got like one or two of them. There were like six in total. So I got like one or two. It wasn't super impressive. There was one woman who was super nice. Another one, uh, her name was Annie. And she was actually, she ended up on another one of the Wheel of Fortune episodes that week. And then, and she did super well. She was, she was really good. She was scary. I was like scared to go up against her because yeah, she was, was she was crushing cool the, um, the, the toss ups. And then the third woman, I forget her name. She was very elderly. I remember the thing I remember about her name is she had a hard time like even remembering it. What? But dude, um, I don't know. She had a hard time remembering her name, and she crushed oh, those toss ups. Okay, no, no superfluous information in her mind. Only it was like accurate. It was like a four. It was like four words, and she had like two on screen, and she could get the whole thing. I mean, she terrified me. That's she awesome. was just a tyrant. Yeah. And so, uh, after you do some group toss ups, you're put into like a holding room and then they go in one at a time. It's basically like the final puzzle of the show. And this answers a question (laughs) I saw from a number of people, which is they're going, why, why are you just saying like random words? Yeah. On, on the final puzzle. Okay. Yeah. Cause you said like taunting. I, I was saying like a bunch of nonsense. Like, yes, I get it. It's like nonsense words. My thinking was that, cause you know, when you watch wheel of fortune, everyone thinks they have it right in their mind and they guess it once mm-hmm. and then it's wrong. And then they just sort of like stand there. Cause it, you know, it's impossible to think of something else. If you're yeah. so sure that first one is right. Yeah, and not, so what they tell to you to do elements. in this training one is they say, just talk and think out loud. And so I did that and mm. I ended up doing that for the final puzzle too. It didn't help me. No. But the way I looked at it, is the, the way I thought of it is that if I can think of a word that like I can bounce off of by thinking it out loud, then maybe that can help me get something. Obviously, yeah. it's not a winning strategy. You could have you gone Chuck guy and got to jog. Yeah, exactly. Right, guy, jog. Yeah, there's jog. a G in there somewhere. Guys, guys right? are quick. You, you, you're not going very quick when you're jog. Okay, okay, jog, jog in the. Okay, where are we jogging? <laughs> so uh, it was tell me where we're jogging, Chuck. Tell me what happens. Then is they tell us thanks for auditioning. You'll hear from us in a few weeks, or a few months, or not at all. If you don't hear from us, try again after a year. Okay, great. I'm done. So I get in my car. I'm going to get tacos for dinner. So this you know, last part was in person or was this also? On this Zoom? was all over Zoom. Everything's been virtual so far. Okay. And so I'm driving and this is like 30 minutes after it's over and I get a call 
and they say, hey, we liked your audition. We have holes we're looking to fill in next week's show. Let's go. Can you be there? Well, I live very close to Sony Pictures uh, out here in Culver City. So I'm like, yeah, not a problem. Uh, It was also around the same time as the Survivor Series. So winner, winner, I'm, chicken dinner. So I'm in Boston for WWE Survivor Series. I'm staying up and I'm trying to watch these episodes of Wheel of Fortune after these wrestling shows. Perfect. That, that's that's exactly as it should be. That's how you should study. You got to get in the zone. Yeah, I'm not sure how much that helped, but I got back on like a Monday, and then I think it was a Wednesday was the recording. I'm the most interested in day of. Like, cause yes. I, I don't imagine, I wouldn't imagine Pat would be there to like greet people, but like, like what was the flow of that day? Like leading up to the episode. And then we'll dive into some of the specific questions. So you needed a COVID test on Tuesday. Great. Good. To, to take at like their place. And then that was negative. Obviously a call time was 7am. So I got in at like 645 Okay. AM. And wow, then, that early? Yeah. That's yeah. brutal. It was, it's a full day. Well, because they taped six episodes of the show. Ah, so okay. All, so Wait, like, so Pat Sajak works once a week? Uh, it's. I asked them about that. I think they said that it's two days a week they tape, six shows per day that they tape. So 12, 12 episodes a week. So he really just, he, man, what a schedule. million a year. You have to imagine this man has so much bounding energy to share in each episode then. So. Like, look at Alex Trebek. That man never relaxed. He was given his full energy from season one. What a mensch. Until retirement. R.I.P. Yeah, rest in peace. So call time is seven. I get there a bit beforehand. We're just sort of sitting here in the parking lot. Okay. Um, They have just like this cordoned off area where you wait there and we meet each other for the show and so the six episodes five of them are the whole week so monday through friday last week we all taped together and then the last episode's gonna air in april so i'm not gonna say anything about that you better not yeah so once everyone's there we're brought over to the jeopardy set so when one show's not taping you get ready on the other set so jeopardy contestants get ready on uh, the Wheel of Fortune set, Wheel of Fortune on Jeopardy. Um, that, and, and that, just, that must be trippy. Yeah, so it's cool. It's like all like bubbled up, you know. The casting people usher you around the whole mm-hmm. day. They're so cool. They are like so chill. They're really good at their jobs. Uh, I have a lot of respect for people who work in casting. Yeah. Oh, you've, Especially you've, you've something so like front of house as dealing with new people every day. Well, and I and I can't imagine everyone coming in there has your kind of understanding and comfort with like that experience. They don't give you much of an option. Yeah, they, right. They like, have it down to the minute, to the book. Uh, you get in, and the next hour is then basically they give you a packet of stuff. They give you a little uh, plastic bag with like a Wheel of Fortune pen. Hell yeah. Yes, I still have it. Yeah. Oh. Like COVID sanitary stuff, just stuff to keep around with you. And then they have a bunch of NDAs, uh, contracts and like stuff about don't reveal anything before the show. No cheating. Here are the official rules of Wheel of Fortune. It's in depth, you know, and there's a lot of things that I didn't know about that obviously 
you know, for people who watch the show more closely, mm-hmm. you'll obviously see this more often. But like pronunciation, they really hammer home that pronunciation is a big deal. If an answer is gangsta's paradise and you say gangster's paradise, that's wrong. wrong. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So what what were what were some of the most interesting like little quirks of this whole period? Like so like before we get to your episode, which is like the real meat and potatoes of the experience and let me tell you, you provided some meat and some potatoes. Um, what was like the, I don't know, like not necessarily like weirdest, but like what was the most like quirky thing about like the preemptive section? Like when you're getting ready to be on the show? I wouldn't say anything was quirky. Uh, it, it, the vibe of it was like you're on a Disneyland ride. Like you're in the haunted mansion and you're waiting to get on the boats. And they're like, all right, everyone time to enter the elevator, you know? Oh, so so it really is like a, a well-oiled yeah. machine by by yeah, all they definitions. Have, they have videos showing like the rules of the game. They have rules explaining why things are the way they are. Um, and while they're doing this, you know, they have their Emmy Award-winning hair and makeup team. How was that's that? That's gussing you up a bit. Yeah, I mean, they didn't need to do much with me. Oh, that's right, baby. Yeah, Beautiful. and I had my COVID mask on, so I really couldn't talk to them much. But they're really nice and pleasant, and they well, did, I, will say, I think they did a really good job. I, I was going to say, you looked fantastic on television. Your hair doesn't move an inch. No, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't it doesn't, doesn't it. even bob, nor does it weave. It stays right, right there. I still, I, 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 think, I think, I think, Ben, I think what everyone really wants to hear about is that, is that episode. Because the moment the episode starts, it is an undeniably a Ben episode. So, so here's what happened. First off, shout out to Vanna White. Okay. Yes. We're in there at like seven 30. They're reading us the rules. Vanna White comes in. She's like, Hey guys, I got to get in the hair and makeup. I just want to say hi, have fun, oh. enjoy the show. Like you're going to have a great time. You're going to do awesome. Um, she was like super cool. Uh, and like it, in many ways it comes across like, you know, Oh, she's doing the bare minimum. But, but like for someone who's been doing this 40 years to do something like even small like that, that's a really nice gesture of her. You know, it's really early for her too. So Vanna White was really nice to everyone. The whole taping. That's awesome. She's like, yeah. she's like the, the heart and soul. Yeah. she. Can, I'd and, say and so. She, and she's making 10 mil per year. So Pat, you do not see until the cameras are rolling. Oh, wow. Which, if you've been doing a show for 40 years, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. We we get inside. I'll try and run through this real quick because I know you want to talk about the show, Matt. But once you're on the set, they have you look at everything. No photos allowed. No photos were allowed the entire time. They show you the platform and they have everyone practice spinning the, the wheel. And I know I got questions about the wheel. They really inflate the weight of the wheel. All right. Like They're like, you, the wheel um, plays like weighs 6,000 pounds or something. Or like several okay. hundred pounds, I think is what they say. It weighs like 50 pounds. Okay. Oh, easy. The whole platform weighs several hundred pounds. Mm. And part of that is because behind the nameplates where, where the people are standing, there's a lift. I was actually a little bummed. Cause my lift was all the way at the bottom. Cause I'm super tall, but, uh, the girls I was with Heather and Asia, they were there like ahead of time before we started taping so they could lift them up wow. to try and get, ideally they want like their waist 
in line with the uh with the podium also the wheel of fortune logo behind the podium is so much cooler in person than it is on tv because like each of those individual colors the red the yellow those are like their own separate panels it goes like three feet deep that's so it looks really cool yeah i wish i could have gotten a picture but of course you can't after you do that they tell you how everything goes they have you practice screaming out the letters because they want you to enunciate and be loud they want to make sure you're looking in the right direction they show you that off to the side there's a smaller monitor that has like the letters that have been used and the vowels are separate from that to help you keep track of stuff oh that's nice oh okay i always wondered You leave, get ready, have a snack, whatever. We come back in. People do local spots if they're not LA-based, which unfortunately I am, so I didn't get to do that frown. Right before they let people in to start to fill in the audience for the taping, uh, we get the Stunt Pat Sajak in. Oh yeah, Stunt Jack. Yeah, so Stunt Pat Sajak, I I don't remember his name. I'm so sorry. He is really funny. Holy Uh, shit. I'd like to say he's a mix between Alex Trebek and Pat Sajak, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does this for Jeopardy too. But he basically just runs through like uh, sample conversations with you, uh, sample game, like nothing's on the board, but just like, hey, spin, call a letter. Yes, let's go. Wait, so wait, did they, did they sample the introduction conversation you had? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm... It it was a little, you know, I mean, it's a little more stilted because, like, it's just sort of happening. You know, he doesn't really care about anything you have to say. I don't know how much different that is. (laughs) uh, But he was cool. He was a little more blue in his topic since, you know. But, but yeah, I I hope he ends up on a game show somewhere. I I only saw him for, like, 20 minutes, but he was a hoot. Hoot and a half. I mean, if all things go right, maybe he'll inherit Wheel of Fortune. Maybe. You know, in, in, like, 10 years. He'd be good enough for it. Everyone gets ready for the tapings. Uh, we have all our stuff together. We have our name tags. I still got mine. Boop, yeah. Boop. And then the way it's structured inside the building, the far left is friends and family of the contestants. Okay. The middle section are just people who wanted to go to the show. And then the far right are contestants who are on the show. You are not allowed to look, point, or interact at all with anyone at all in the audience. Because that really? could be construed as cheating. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so they're like, it. they don't want you like holding out an A with your hands or something. Yeah, yeah. Like someone in the crowd could like do sign language or something. Yeah, they are very, very specific when it comes to cheating. What do they do? So what it's do you like, think they don't just chuck people out if they like yell out. Yeah, I mean, they could disqualify you from the show. No, I'm saying like, like if you're in the crowd, do they, I wonder if they give you like a rundown, like, if you yell anything out, you will be thrown out. In, the, in out. the crowd, someone was waving, and they're like, hey, stop doing that. You got to stop. Okay. Yeah. My friend Louie was there, and uh, my, my wife, Rebecca, was like, you can't do it, Louie. He was very upset. <laughs> we start What was Louie doing? He, like, wanted to, like, wave and be like, Ben, Ben. Oh. Louie's a minch. So, yep. remember, we get there before 7 a.m., and then taping start about noon. And throughout all of this, the casting people... Be yourself, be loud, and don't freak out. Okay. I don't think you did After those things. After five hours of being told not to freak out, you sort of start to freak out. What? what right? Why? No way. <laughs> and like, I get why they do it. Because you don't want people having like a breakdown on stage, right? So like they know what they're doing. But like, it does get to you, especially after you're watching 
the shows go on. So the way our episodes were chosen were out of a hat was Ima- our imagine show if you order. had to go first. That'd be the worst, I think. Uh but then it's over also. You know, you do get to go I, home. Uh, second would probably be the best place to be. Yeah, second seems optimal. Yeah. So I drew fourth. So I nice. was the fourth show of the day. Because the fourth time's the charm. That's right, baby. Good night, everybody. Times the charm. That's right. Unfortunately, it was the first one after lunch. So like I couldn't enjoy my lunch either. Oh. I was listening to my wife in my head. She'd be like, you need to eat healthy. You need to drink a lot of water. So I was chugging water the whole time. <laughs> and if there was anything that like might have grease in it, I was like, I'll take the vegetable spring rolls. There was this beef and broccoli that looked delicious that they had catered. Oh, it killed me. Uh, for a good cause, it. though. I'll make you broccoli and beef one day, Ben. <laughs> we have taping one, uh, taping two, taping three. And honestly, they move about the same pace as the show does so, so how long is it is it like so it's about 30 minutes i'd say give or take i mean i wasn't stop watching it but like ballpark in it there seems, it seems like, like they, it would take they a lot even, longer well because they even include the time for like this episode sponsored by because they want like mm. the crowd audio in it oh okay they just don't have it filled out with anything yet right so you do around we're done they move everyone off and the whole time they're like, watch your feet, watch your feet, don't fall over. So I guess that's happened before. That's definitely happened before. They sanitize the wheel Whoa, and they nice. sanitize the uh, the podium that everyone's on. They do that between every single round and then they bring everyone back. And in between rounds, what they do is they read to you what the next round is. Oh, so and it's just like, it? it's, I guess it's so like you don't have any excuses or you don't try and ask on air, but they're like, like okay. The next round, we're doing a triple toss-up. After the triple toss-up, we're going to do the final spin, blah, 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 blah. Oh, perfect. So, okay. That's like, they do it, like, as as basic as possible. Like, this is Wheel of Fortune, pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah, it's like a video game intro. Yeah. Went through the first show, and then, like, about halfway through the first show, they get the people for show two. Halfway through show two, they get the people for show three. There was... I, I won't tell the stories of other people. Okay. But there was a wide range of emotions. Some people were like, I'm here to win it. Some people were like, I'm just a crazy guy in here to have a good time. Some people were like, oh, I'm going to be so silly and wild and crazy. And then it's like 20 minutes before they called. I turn and they're literally just hands clasped praying. Oh, man. They were deep. They went Yeah, deep. they did well on the show, though. They did well on okay. the show. Okay. All right. All right. So, so it worked, but everyone was super nice the whole time. Finally, after lunch, they called me in. I got touched up and then, uh, we went to tape the show. Hell yeah. The one thing everyone says besides don't freak out is that wheel of fortune in person feels nothing like the show, like watching it at home, right? Mm -hmm. Different stakes, a lot of pressure on you. You're not able to think about it the same way. There's a lot going on. Yeah, when when you watch it, and, up, and especially home, after they're teaching you, because because like there's a specific way to spin the wheel, right? Like if you try and spin it the way you normally would, like it it doesn't work because you know it's still like fifty pounds or whatever. Yeah, you so gotta if you got to grab it at the end and you got to like push it sorta before the show goes off. Well, I'm thinking to myself, okay, very good chance I'm not gonna get anything. I'm gonna get like the thousand dollar consolation. That whatever was, that was everyone's expectation that or you'd crush <laughs> but i was like what can i control because 
to improve a Wheel of Fortune really got practice crossword puzzles, right? Or yeah. watch Wheel of Fortune. Both. And I'm like, in, in the time I have, I'm not going to improve any more than I already am. So my line of thinking was, the only thing I can affect is my temperament. And so I went into the show thinking, instead of, because I think a lot of people try and comfort themselves with, I'll just think that it's like the home version. And I think that trips some people up. For me, I was like, this is going to be like nothing I've experienced ever. And I was trying to use that to like help like frame me and make me comfortable in the discomfort, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. And like the way for me to break the ice is to be a little silly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we 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 have you opening the episode. I mean, like your normal intro, and like you do you do a couple good wacky gestures. And with, I think shaking bacon. I I think what is what is personified by the episode is the following lines, and I I will do my my impression of them. Okay. Oh boy. Um. All right. Let me let me let me make sure I have everything right here. And so so says. And it says newlywed. Uh, will you agree to that? That's right. I'm married. The love of my life. A few months ago, uh, we loved to travel around the country, uh, go sights, and uh, see some pro wrestling if the occasion calls for it. Now, with that occasion calls for it, you're really you're really giving it back to Pat here. You know, you're setting him up for a swing. Okay. And I, <laughs> well, okay. I, 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 I'd, like, I, I'd like to clarify here as well. Because I saw some people were like, why did he say like the wedding line so weird? They said specifically do not use dates or like a time yeah. frame. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. When saying anything. So I'm like, well, we got married two months See, ago. Like two, who, four, four months, four, five, two, I got married to yeah, love so- of my... I... What what's what's better than that though, Ben? Is that I didn't see I, I thought that was just TV time, right? That's just TV talk right there. What what comes up is the uh if is the the look on your face when you say see some pro wrestling if the occasion calls for it, and you're literally asking Pat Sajak to, <laughs> to fight. The look you're like you're like, yeah, wrestling? What do you think? And then Pat I mean, I think Pat was ready. He laughs. He goes, um, and rubs his eyebrow. And as could we have the actual players now? <laughs> One of the greatest lines in, I think, history. Uh, you, you, don't, you, you, you talk about owning four dozen video games. And, I mean, then, and then we get the rest of Ben. Uh, yeah. But that, that right there sets the tone. I don't, I don't, I don't think Pat Chajak was ready for your undenying energy yeah i mean you know they're like talk about your hobbies right yeah oh yeah it's like my hobbies like pro wrestling man just imagine if i was on the show if i was like go to wrestling yeah exactly what would you imagine i would say ben if you had to guess what my uh wheel of fortune response maybe it'd be underground metal shows yeah you think i base i i might have to say like independent film and underground black metal shows yeah exactly I got I got big shout outs from the uh, major wrestling figure podcast community. Yes, I saw that for yeah. for for supporting. They they said you said you were a pro wrestling fan and didn't look embarrassed. Yes, yes. Which, like for you that to like be our ready, barometer, you look like you were ready to fight Pat Sajak about pro wrestling. 
hey, they got a WWE week coming up. I'm just setting them up know, for it. You know, you I'm preparing were, yeah. them. Yeah, you you were you were lathering the crowd. So yeah, and then we moved on to the first puzzle. We we have the the toss ups. Uh, mm-hmm. One toss up I just straight up didn't get. The yeah. the other toss up Asia got it, but she missed the S. Oh, and I like wasn't sure S right off when of to it. like click in on that. So I was like, do we go now? Do we not go? Uh, and then we go into the first puzzle. My whole goal was like, if I get one of these puzzles, it's Rebecca will not be embarrassed of me. You'll have proven you'll you'll have earned your high school diploma. Yeah, and so I get the first puzzle. You I, almost like, get a million God. too. Well, no, that's like a million. Away. That's like a million dollar wedge, and then you, it comes in the second round too, and it's no one wins a million dollars. I know, but you had a chance. And as soon as I get that first one, I. The weight of the world is off my shoulders. Well, and the first right. puzzle was in the kitchen for those in who kitchen, haven't seen yes. the episode yet, which I highly recommend you try to find a way to watch. I believe it is on uh, 2B TV. Yeah, it was. What was it? The answer was uh, was artwork on the refrigerator, I think. Yes. Yeah. And my my run was mainly characterized by, I think, just figuring out the answer before everyone else. Yeah, I mean I, that's. Like I the, didn't have as many spins as Asia. Asia was crushing it on the spins. She was, she was, but she didn't, she didn't close out those puzzles. That's right. I mean, it's all. I mean, really, the uh, Wheel of Fortune is a show defined by the Glengarry Glen Ross comment of it's only about the closers, and 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 I mean on Wheel of Fortune on this episode of Wheel of Fortune, man, you were the closer. You even almost stole the ending of the show from Pat Sajak. Well, after the first round. We get off. I'm continuing to hydrate, as my wife tells me to do. Yeah, your lips look well hydrated. Yeah, they certainly were plump as a pillow. Ooh, take a nap on them. We go the second round. Doesn't go in my favor, but Asia crushes it, and she gets a ton of money, so good for her. I mean, you did open with that triple N. I thought it was really going to be the really gonna be the charm there. Just don't guess that A, Ben. I don't j- guess that I, A. You really... There is, a few, there is a few strategic moments where I really question... And, and and this is the this is the puzzle where I most see it. I think you bought too many vowels. Every I, yeah, everyone but you know they when when you're practicing, there's too like, much. If if you don't know what to guess next, just go with a vowel. Yeah, but you you say. got you had gotten four vowels, five vowels. Matt, I I need you to think about that one more time. You got five vowels. There are five vowels. Yeah, you you. No, I'm saying on the board you had two e's and three and three o's. Oh, sure. And that yeah, like, and there's a three-letter oh. word with an o. I, as a person who ta- <laughs> who looks at words all the time, come on. I mean, I'm dyslexic, and I wouldn't have gone for that a. Well, you, you know, Matt, you live and learn, right? Live I and learn. hey, I mean, I hope they let you back on the show to redeem yourself. Uh, they will not. That is part of the contract. Ah, oh, they're losing out. <laughs> Second puzzle doesn't go my way. That's cool. But the puzzle after that's the prize wow. puzzle. And so I know there's a prize puzzle to a destination. From I know I haven't guru. embarrassed myself yet. I also know that if I can get the prize puzzle, my honeymoon is paid for. Yeah, you, re- you the stakes were high on that one. Yeah, I was probably most serious about that one. And when it comes over to me, and, and, and I know that like whatever the answer is, is something relating to the area. Well, yeah, so it was like stunning photographs, I think was the answer. It was, it was. You could tell, I think, in my opinion, that Heather really wanted it. Yeah, Heather, I feel bad for Heather because she was really good, but she just like didn't get a chance. I, I will say you did also in that round try to buy a vowel without any money. 
Okay, and get I thought in. we could get past this. No, yeah. no, 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 no. This is a critical <laughs> now. For okay, so for the Wheel of Fortune fans out there, these are this is the critical analysis we need. You you throw out no thing, and then you get. I think maybe your second best moment on the show. Maybe Dag Nabbit. Dag Nabbit. And then was... you spin the wheel. How did you not? I mean, come on. I know you wanted to buy that you. But you need so, money. Here's the thing. Oh my god, the smile after the G really settles everything in too. Oh, with your newfound wealth, you spent it on a valve. Oh. Well, cause it started with, I think, Asia, right? That round. Mm-hmm. It it took a while getting back to me. And so I was like, oh, I must have money. You know, and I see on the board the money, but it's the money I already have. I don't have any money for the round. And so Pat says it. And in my mind, there's like a half second of like what I do in the next like three seconds will determine how embarrassing I this mean, moment is for me. You really, you should have at least spun. You only took five hundred and fifty dollars that round. The P and the H were guaranteed. But I, I but mean, I redeemed myself. I could have spun more. I admit that. But what I will also say in my reasoning is that if I landed on a lose your turn or bankrupt, and I lose out. On the all expenses paid honeymoon because I wanted an extra thousand dollars, I would feel very bad. So as soon as I knew what it was, I was solving that puzzle Mm -hmm. because I wasn't leaving that up to chance. Also, and this was a question I saw someone was asking about if you could get good enough that you could like figure out like how hard to spin and where to land it. No. Two part question. Yes, you can. In theory, it would be very hard to. Because, like, the wheel only comes to you so many times. It, it really depends. Secondly, they tell you in advance if they think you are trying to do that, you get in big, big trouble. Really? Yeah, that's considered cheating. Like, they could take you off the show. They could oh, cancel it's like, everything. it's like counting cards and... and, and uh... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's the comparison they made. Also, uh, there was a technical glitch in the first show. And when there's a tech glitch... They, they stop everything. They make the contestants turn around. And then they're like, do we need to reset the puzzle? Or it's because they don't want them to have too much time looking at the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So just that that was a fun anecdote, too. I win a vacation trip to Maui that I can now finally send my dates down for. Can't do spring break. There's certain blackout dates, but very I mean, excited for it. You don't want to go there it. during spring break anyway. At Maui, Matt, they have this really long trail. With like red clay beaches, I've been. lots of oh, okay, great, you have, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maui is a really stunning place. You got to do the uh, early morning trip to the top of one of the mountains or like the volcanic peaks to watch the sunrise. If you're gonna do, if you do nothing else while in Maui, organize one of those. The hotel I stayed at, um, or like had like a thing you could sign up for, and they'd pick you up from your room at like three in the morning, oh, nice. and they would drive you up with breakfast to the top of this observation point and you would watch the sunrise super slowly over like the stunning landscape of, of Maui. And it's uh truly a magical experience. I, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. It's, we got, we have eight days. It's just enough time. And like, yeah, I I'm already feeling like, all right, there's a lot to get in here because there's so much cool stuff. And also, you know, you want to spend a few days relaxing and doing nothing. You definitely so, have to, especially if you're at a good hotel. Yeah. And it is. So we're going to spend some days traveling, hiking, snorkeling. Uh, we're also going to check out the one place from Jurassic Park, too. 
We'll at least look at it. You, you, gotta, dri- you gotta drive the we'll look at it. As, as soon as I get that, I'm Gucci. But mm-hmm. I also look at the score. I'm essentially tied with Asia. So I'm like, all right, well, I might as well win. I get like one or two of the toss-ups. I think I got one of the toss-ups. Mm-hmm. You did. Final spin, pretty standard round. Victory Parade, I think it was. It was. It there was, was a Phantom parade. D in Ooh. there because we like all spun poorly, but like that one D Asia yeah, you got can, in there. So yeah, so it looks like on air, it looks like there's like an edit where you guys make a couple bad guesses in a row and they cut it out of the actual airing of the episode. I can't remember if it was bad guesses or a bad spin, whichever one it okay. was. Yeah, you. it, it definitely feels yeah. like there's some like, ship over that happens there's there's a great moment in the last in the in the final spin before you say v where right before it's your turn and and megan's thinking over her answer where i see you go oh i know exactly what the answer is and it's a great moment it's i know your facial expression very well and you definitely figured it out and you're like you better not say it you better not man i was jonesing i was like please get this wrong i I was like she's gonna get it right and then when she didn't i was like really okay it's mine now. It's mine now. And yeah. she walked out with 3K. Asia, mm-hmm. Asia was right behind you with 15K. Yeah, she made out like a bandit. Yeah. And she didn't even have to go on and argue with Pat Sajak. Well, we didn't argue. I will say between breaks, Pat would leave, like talk to crew mm-hmm. or just go backstage for a bit. He'd come back out. But like every time he came back, I'd say something to him, right? Yeah. I'm never going to see this guy again. And what would we hope? So, so he comes back the first time. And I'm like, oh, hey, come here often. And he like sort of smiled. Yeah. My favorite one was before the final spin. He walks up. I turn to him. I say, Pat, we've got to stop meeting like this. <laughs> he didn't seem to not enjoy it. The okay. man has an intense poker face. He doesn't really smile. He doesn't really frown. He, he's just he's just there. He's doing a job. And so now we come to the point of controversy, right? All right. Final puzzle. I, well, I want to know why you picked fun and games. Because I... you've done things or phrase. I understand not picking thing. I'm like, really was... bad at phrases. That's the I'm one of the really... best the first puzzle you got. No, I'm I'm really uncomfortable with like colloquialisms and oh, stuff I, like that. Oh. I just I just I wasn't comfy with that one. Okay. Alright. Alright. I mean, things I imagine... are really general. Yeah, things is is the thing to avoid. You don't and, do things. And when when I was practicing the game fun and games i always seem to do pretty well on so i was like fun okay. and games yeah chance i get rst l and e almost no help <laughs> like Not the least all. amount of help i've seen on a final puzzle in some time okay i think they screwed you so then on the letter choice it seems pretty bizarre i know the letters i chose but i was yeah. like i have so little to go off of i was trying to choose letters that would like help form like a skeleton of a phrase right sure even though you pick fun and games instead of phrases yeah, well it's still a phrase you know yeah, like yeah it's, I, it's I got a, you. it's several words and so i picked those letters it really doesn't help me at all either uh and then i already explained my reasoning behind saying essentially gibberish uh and to pat's delight i missed out uh it is what it is i like i like you at the very least acknowledge that there wasn't another c yeah yeah there's there's some method well, to my the, madness the crowd really did get along with you i th- I think once pat goes <laughs> oh and you say well i don't consider 
taking a jog funding. They clap. The whole crowd was behind you. They pop for you, Ben. Uh, By the way, the smaller wheel is much more fun to spend than the bigger wheel. Oh, I bet. It looks like a great time. Yeah, it was a great time. It was my favorite wheel to spend. I just said that as like, an ah, what can you do? You know, it was like, oh, yeah, I agree with you. They really need to refine that fun and games category. Yeah, but I mean, I'm like, it's not my game. Sure. And so... Could have been. I just say it as like a pithy thing. And then the crowd applauds. I'm like, oh, huh, really? Yeah, you hit a button there. <laughs> yeah. And Pat's like, you could have won 45 grand. I'm like, meh. Yeah. Which popped him. I managed to pop Pat. But yeah, it's like, did. I already I already won a lot more money than I was expecting. Well, you already got the trip to Maui. So we're locked and in. I got a trip to Maui. And there's no chance in hell I was ever ever gonna get that you, you know it was like i could rest i i could not have picked a better puzzle mm-hmm. to like go to sleep peacefully at night with you know yeah, like sure, if i'm gonna sure. lose that's how i want to lose spectacularly well you and, won Tech- yeah but i won and 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 you could tell i was feeling <laughs> very happy the episode was over at the end there i was getting all my little bits in but you know that's the first time the camera's right on me I'm like hey blah, 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 it's blah. me ah oh, got it yeah. time is, time, time well, is four fun. times the charm them yeah i have to fourth times the charm them just because you know you the really, show's over you it's really, over for me you really it's over did, for the viewer you did go for the four out of four charm episode yeah you know it's like it, if if you're not having fun with it it's the only time i'm gonna be on this show in my life right so you might as well just have fun with it uh, and I did. And that's really the story of the whole thing. I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, um, I think just we in case... answered pretty much all the questions that had come up on from the Wheel of Fortune subreddit. Yeah. So shout out again to r slash Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just a, a, a quick thing. At the end of the show, you're told to walk up, stand there next to Pat mm-hmm. and Vanna. I'm like, what the hell do I talk about? Like it, It's because they don't really. That's it. You know, yeah, so Pat makes some done. creepy comment about jogging. Oh, did he? What did he say? Come on, what did he say? It was something like, oh, Vanna, I'd love to watch you jog. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, because I remember he asked her, like, do you consider jogging fun in games? And even Vanna was like, no. Yeah, everyone can agree on that. And then Pat goes, well, then you can consider it a root, a root canal fun in game. <laughs> that that was the most awkward bit of it. I, I, I think you raised a good point, though. Yeah, I think well, that I think it was a little misleading. Fox News and Parade and and all these other websites agree. But yeah, so I I just walked up and I told them that that the production crew they have is really nice. I don't know if they really cared or not, but you know they were pleasant enough. And and to be fair, tightest, best production crew I I've ever really? talked to or been a part of. Yeah, the guy who was like escorting me around for like the final spin. Dude was super nice. Reminded wow. me a lot of Nick Dahl from WWE. I uh, hope he's doing well. That's what you want to hear. And, and just like really professional guys. Like everyone feels so friendly there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really one of the highlights for me was being able to like oh. meet and talk to all those people. They were really cool. Well, the production the production of the people that make it happen. And you have, for those who don't know, ben, Ben's original aspirations were to go out and be a Hollywood man himself working on the the crew of fabulous horror movies. He would have been an A24 asset. I would have been an A24 ass. Ooh, there we go. Um, but, you know, so it, it's those are the people that really make it. If anyone listens to this podcast and hears um, what we have to say, I really, I hope it's the crew. So I hope they know that they're seen 
and that they're like their efforts are appreciated because they make like you said they make the show possible right yeah yeah absolutely thank you to all of them uh after that i just went backstage signed a bunch of things i came back and I sat in the crowd for one or two more shows do you do you went have home. to come back and sit in the crowd or do you guys just like ask her let's stay you can leave but i was like i spent you know because my show started running at like three right okay so it was like from 7 a.m to 3 p.m right don't mm-hmm. freak out <laughs> it's like eight hours relax and so i was like i want to watch an episode of wheel of like Fortune, without yeah. that stress you know what well, and now so i now sat that with rebecca it. and our friends it was a lot of fun that's amazing ben is there anything else you want to say to the wheel of fortune community or uh to those who who sue who are here listening to the very first time if you have more questions if you don't think your question was answered sufficiently just respond to me on that reddit thread uh, and I'll, I'd love to talk to you guys more. Oh, the Wheel of Fortune voice guy. I got a picture with him. He was super nice as well. Oh, that's awesome. She's a really nice production. And uh, Pat doesn't stick around. So so he doesn't, you know, he's he is a neutral party. So you, <laughs> he's, you, yeah, he's you, didn't busy. Any, you didn't get any one-on-one Pat time is what you're no, saying. No, but Stunt Pat was great. I love yeah, Stunt sh- Pat. We got to figure out who Stunt Pat He's I got feel a, he's, bad because I because he was barely there, but the time he was there, he made a big impression. But they only said his name like once. Oof! And so as soon as I realize who he is, I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's Stunt Pat. So, shout uh, out, so that shout was my out time. To Stunt Pat on Wheel of Fortune. Reach out to me on Twitter at BTuckerTorch. Reach out to me on Reddit or on Instagram if you guys have any more questions. I love to talk about because we're in like minute 16 of my 15 minutes of fame mm-hmm. so you know after this it's about time i ride off into the sunset yeah. <laughs> fox news well, baby yeah <laughs> made it to the top uh real quick before we before we round out the episode for those that are here for the first time or those who have come around for uh for a while um you know we cover a lot of like niche topics and and small form media and one of the things that we like to talk about super o- often our uh, shows that either Ben or I am able to go to or Monty's able to attend who get to see some really cool underground music, art, movies, whatever it may be. Um, and this weekend in Chicago, there was yet another wonderful underground basement show that I got to go to. And I wanted to uh, shout out some of the bands that were there really quickly and kind of talk about the night. Uh, if you've listened to our previous episodes on this subject, you kind of get the vibe. But if you're if you're here from the Wheel of Fortune community, um, these shows are super intimate. Uh, they're played in these really raw DIY environments that really kind of capture this really authentic sound and this really authentic experience when it comes to being part of a smaller community like some of the Wheel of Fortune like online communities are or like other, other communities you might have found yourself in throughout your life. Um, and so this is a community I've always wanted to be a part of um, and have been a part of like, you know, in a grander sense but being part of this tight-knit uh community and seeing these shows is really cool uh so i want to take the opportunity to uh, shout out these bands um the night opened up with with ben something i'm gonna i'm gonna describe to you the genre and i think you're really gonna love it so all right lay it on me abizow i think i'm saying that right who is a medieval demon of uh infrared of miscarriages and infant mortality um is a band who plays raw improvised black metal 
So that they, sounds awesome. It, so and if and if you also think that sounds awesome, you can find a video of their entire set from this show uh, over on the Doctor Gore Wizard archives on YouTube. Um, these were they were fantastic. I'd seen some of the members that were that played in Abzu uh, play uh, before. Uh, traditionally, it's a one it's a one woman project from Winter, who's played in countless other bands, um, especially around the Chicago black middle community. Um, really awesome set, really uh, unique, and like I my <laughs> my friend there was uh, was like really he was really into it. He didn't know what to expect, and after when they finished playing, I was like, oh yeah, by the way, that. It was all improvised. It was really cool, really raw. Um, they were followed by a uh, a wonderful group called Plagues of Carosa, or yeah, Carosa, who are a two uh, self described as a two piece C- Cthulhu Doom Noise band uh, from uh, Chicago. They have these really wonderful doomy kind of noisy vibe. There's moments that are. Reminiscent, uh, reminiscent of Sun and Mama's Reminiscent of the other Chicago legend, uh, Bong Ripper. Uh, generally a great time. Uh, in the middle of the night, we saw a brand new act. I believe their very first uh, performance is the brand new project um, from uh, Walls Painted Black, who's behind the the, uh, the project Walls Painted Black, uh, and Rush Falcor and their new pro- project called Hunted Gatherer. Uh, Hunted Gatherer were a um, another another band who I think uh, sonically you'd really appreciate. Ben, they played Blackened Power Electronics. Ooh, uh, it was super noisy. It was super intense. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, you can see the fact that uh, the uh, Rush walked around as part of the set with a baseball bat full of nails and was walking out into the crowd and like pushing and engaging with the crowd in a unique way. Um, it was a real performative, beautiful experience. Uh, great music, really raw, really intense. Um, I don't, I don't think they have anything out there for you to consume yet, but I'm sure they will under that, under that, uh, label. And if you're in Chicago, I'm sure you'll, um, see them again. But the two, I guess I'll call them headliners, uh, were two wonderful bands that had traveled all the way from Atlanta. Um, they, they, they were traveling together on a mini tour of the Midwest and it was really cool. And we're really fortunate that these people got to come out to Chicago. These are two bands that, you know, in, in all fairness, I never heard of. Right. And they're playing in the scene and they're playing as part of this, uh, any of this black metal, do metal, death metal kind of vibe. And just like Satan at gems fest, um, I had only ever heard of them either tangentially or not at all. So I was genuinely excited for what seemed like to be like a new, um, you know, a new sound, a new band producing something fresh. Um, really the, one of the really cool things, uh, DWM played a really nostalgic sound, um, that well, nostalgic is hard to put to it. Cause I just listen to a ton of like sludge and they have this very sludgy, corrosive aggressive like almost hardcore like sound um they were really trying to pump the crowd up and they uh, they did a really wonderful job but the band i want to spend some time talking about and a band i think ben will be a, a big hit for you is okay. the um the blackened hardcore slash like second wave punk black metal band um therese uh which which means uh troubled or or problematic um and it, it not, not tr- problematic but it means like trouble or like worrisome and these guys play a really fast 
really intense but super clean style of black metal it's raw it's hard it's heavy and it has these great moments where the the music just allows itself to swell and build into these like cacophonous head-banging moments um and they crushed it i mean like very similar to when i saw satan um i listened to one song prior to the show and i was like all right these guys are good but we'll see what it's like really live and live uh tourists really really brought it they provide they showed that they were truly hyper talented musicians who had a certain kind of vibe and energy they wanted to capture they played a blisteringly fast set i'm pretty sure they played uh almost their entire 2022 album their first their first full length um all the way through it was just like so ben you remember the um those kind of slower chunkier moments some of the early second wave stuff we've listened to on the podcast yeah, um definitely. T- take that and mix it with like a heavier hardcore and punk sound similar to what Ooh. uh you oh, yeah re- yeah so a uh, really really unique blending of sound in a very almost again nostalgic kind of like old school way um just really a great time they were really trying to get the crowd moving and bumping at one point uh if you go and look on our instagram the uh guitar player kicked uh someone in the leg um i think in an effort to get people moving and grooving which it worked um and they were really they they did a really great job of engaging with the crowd and getting everyone invested so uh big shout out to the host big shout out to empty bliss to the venue that uh hosted the event big shout out to walls painted back to to winter and to vannon and all and rose and all of the people who were at the show uh, shout out to Rush, shout out to everyone in Tursa, shout out to everyone in DWM. Um, just such an incredible show. Continue to support the underground. Remember that if, if you're here for the first time to stick around because uh, we cover all of the uh, niche media and great things in the world that really deserve the attention of many others. And we, we dive through the depths to find the things that uh, really can mean a lot to you. Yeah, and uh, we cover a wide gamut of stuff. So just keep an eye on us you might not vibe the first time around not even the second hopefully by the third but yep. i'm sure you'll come around when the fourth times the charm good night and good morning